Welcome to the Ask Anything podcast because some things are better said than read. My name is Peter LaRufa and this week I'm going to be answering this question which was asked uh, several weeks ago. When you see a loved one engaging in a lifestyle sin, what is the best way to humbly and lovingly talk with them about it or do you not? So I think it's a good question. I need to think through a couple of, uh, so I don't have any context here. So I want to let you know how I'm interpreting this question. When I hear the term loved one, I'm assuming that we're talking about a personal friend or family member, because uh, usually people use that term loved one to refer to somebody more than just uh, maybe a brother or sister in the Lord. Uh, I think they're probably talking about somebody whom they have a relationship with uh, that is in addition to the fact that they are a Christian. Uh, That's another thing that I'm assuming. I'm assuming that these are two Christians talking to one another, that the loved one um, is trying to call someone to their attention, the fact that they are living in a way that is not glorifying to God. If the loved one is not a Christian, we should not necessarily be surprised that they're not living a life that is glorifying to God. So for the purpose of answering this question, I'm assuming this is between two people who are uh, family members are very close personal friends. Maybe they have a lot of history together. They're both Christians. Um, and uh, I love the fact that you're saying, how do you humbly and lovingly talk to them about it? So well done already. Glad that that's what you want to do. And it's not just like, how do I get my point across? How do I get them to see my side? Like, that's not a good uh, approach to take, as we'll see from the Word of God in a minute. But well said by saying, how can I do this in a humble way, in a loving way that's effective? And when you say, do you not, um, I think there are times when people choose not to because there's uh, difficult, maybe entangling personal relationships or weird history. Uh, I get it. I just don't think that's a biblical option. Um, I think the Bible calls us to um, putting away falsehood, let's speak truth with one another. Why? Because we are members of one another, Ephesians 4 and verse 25. And so, The main reason why we want to be speaking truth to one another is not just we can call each other out and be like the sin police, we're not heresy hunting, but it's because the unity of the body depends on effective communication with one another that is clear, that is honest, and as you said, that is humble and loving. It's the same chapter of Ephesians 4 that says that we want to speak the truth in love. I think that's verse 15. And so we're not going to look at Ephesians 4 to answer this question. What we're going to do is we're going to look at Matthew chapter 7. Uh, Matthew chapter 7, which is the... uh, uh, in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount, and Jesus says the following things. In fact, I recently said this in a sermon, but maybe we could unpack a little more here on this podcast. Matthew 7, beginning in verse 1, Judge not that you be not judged. For with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged, and with the measure you use it will be measured to you. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when there is the log in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Let's start from the end. In verse 5, Almost the whole purpose that he's having us do this is so that we might see clearly to take the speck out of our brother's eye. Nowhere in what Jesus is saying in this passage of Scripture is, don't go taking specks out of other people's eyes. Don't speak into their lives. Again, I believe the Lord wants us, for the sake of unity, to be speaking effectively, kindly, lovingly, and to be transparent and honest with one another. And so it's interesting to note, right at the end, uh, Jesus says, "You will, if you do what I'm saying, you will then be able to see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eyes. So make sure we understand 
That's the whole purpose of Jesus talking about this in this way. It's so that we might be able to see clearly and do this effectively. And so let's go to verse 1, and we're just going to work through the uh, text together uh, quickly here. Verse 1 says, Judge not that you be not judged, which is kind of funny because verse 1 seems like it's just like blasting all judgment. We shouldn't be judge- we, we, we shouldn't be judging one another. Lots of Christians think that you're not allowed to judge, but that's not necessarily true. Evidenced by the fact that the next four verses... Jesus tells, us how to, Jesus tells us how to be helpfully uh, judging one another so that we would be not judgmental, which is what verse 1 prohibits. Uh, judge not that you not be judged. You shouldn't be a judgy person, right? People shouldn't know you as somebody who's judgmental. Um, but there's times when we do cast an effective judgment on one another and humbly and lovingly, as the uh, inquirer said, approach that person about this topic. Verse 2 says, For with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged, and with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. And so you might have noticed in your own life that people tend to judge you according to the way that you've judged them. Or you might notice that in your own heart that when someone passes judgment on you, one of the first things you think about is not necessarily, is that true about me, but you have a tendency to think if it's true about the other person. So if somebody is being critical about how you spend money, for example, you might start thinking, well, I, I bet when you last spent money on such and such, that wasn't awesome or something like that. If somebody's critical about how you roll in your life, you tend to think about how the other person rolls in that area of their life. And that's just our human sinful nature, right? Verse two, for with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. So people will tend to judge you accordingly. Uh, They'll tend to use the same measure that you used against them or with them on you. So I think that kind of harkens us to later on in that same chapter, which we didn't get to, but uh, Matthew 7 verse 12 says this, what's referred to as the golden rule, right? So whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. And so we want to remember Uh, When you want to know how to do this with somebody else, try to think how you would want it done to you. How would you want to be approached about a topic that might be awkward, might be difficult? Maybe it's calling to your attention something that you're unaware of, or maybe it's something that you are aware of, but you've just decided not to pay attention to it. How would you want that called to your attention? And chances are you might be put on a good path or at least a good starting point if you just start thinking through, how would I want this done to me if I was on the receiving end? So verse 3 says this, why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Now, I believe that's a rhetorical question that Jesus is asking, but I also think it's worth answering, okay? So when he, let's think about it. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? And I would just say this. The answer is we're predisposed to see outwardly more clearly than we can see inwardly. Just look at the placement of our eyes on our body, right? You, by looking at my face right now, have infinitely more uh, of an opportunity to see if I have something in my teeth or to see my forehead. Like, I can't see myself without the help of another. I need a mirror. I need a reflection. I need a selfie. I need, I can't just look outwardly and see me. And so I think part of the reason that we see the speck in our brother's eye, but not the log in our own is because just, it's just how we roll. It's what we can see. We are naturally looking outwardly. It's not a natural thing to look inwardly, but here the Lord is calling us to do that, which is unnatural to go against our nature, to consider our own self 
before we go to talk to other people. And so when he says in verse three, why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? I think we need to acknowledge just from where we're at in our own lives, in our own sinful nature, and just the way we're designed, we can see outwardly more easy, more easily than we can see inwardly, and even more clearly than we can see inwardly. And therefore, the speck that is in my brother's eye stands out to me more so than the log, the telephone pole, the plank that is in my own eye. And so we need to know that we're not necessarily always uh, assessing things rightly, and there could be areas of our own life that we may not see. Uh, verse 4 says this, how can you take, say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when there is the log in your own eye? So building on that log and speck word picture that the Lord built in verse 3, saying, how can you say, hey, here, let me take the speck out of your eye when you have a telephone pole, a log, a plank in your own eye? And the answer is you can't. You can't do that effectively. You're going to be judged a hypocrite, which is what the Lord calls this person in the very next verse, in verse 5. Because if you're trying to go after somebody to take a speck out of their eye when you have a lumber yard in your own eye, people are going to look at you and they're not going to take you seriously and they're going to question your motives. And so you notice we are the ones, right? What the Lord is saying, we are. Uh, the person who is going to talk to the other person, we need to understand that our sin is the log. It's bigger. It's more obvious. We need to deal with that first. We have the log. The other person has the speck. And if we're not aware of the log that's in our own eye, we're going to see the speck in someone else's eye as a really big deal, really obvious, and we're going to go and try to remove it even though we have lumber in our own eye. And think about this. If you just really carry this word picture out, picture a telephone pole, or when I preached on it a few weeks ago, I had a baseball bat. So picture a baseball bat sticking out of your eye, and you're going to try and remove the speck from someone else's eye. Well, to remove a speck, you have to get pretty close, right? You can't do it remotely. So you're going to get pretty close. You know what's probably going to happen? Think about it. You have a telephone pole or a log or a baseball bat in your eye. You're probably going to hit them with it. You're probably going to hurt them as you try to help them. You're probably going to not see well because half of my vision is clouded because I have a log or a telephone pole in my eye. And my, my I'm not going to be very precise. I'm not going to be as careful as I would otherwise be. And that's why the Lord lands in verse 5 where he does when he says, You hypocrite, first take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. And so it's a matter of order. And so when you say, when you have a loved one who's dealing with a sin in their life, how do you talk to them about it? I don't, or do you not? I don't think not talking to them about it is really a helpful option. I think what the Lord is just saying is, hey, look at yourself first. Remove the log from your own eye. Take yourself before the Lord and consider the fact that you too are also a sinner who's in need of grace, who's in need of mercy, who's in need of repentance to be granted to uh, yourself by God himself, that you also need help. Remove the log from your own eye, and then you'll notice Jesus doesn't say, and then go on your own way and remember that you're a sinner as well. Don't judge other people. He doesn't. He says what? First, take the log out of your own eye, and it doesn't end there. Then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. And so what the Lord is essentially saying is, if you do this in this order, you're going to be more effective at removing the speck from your brother's 
eye, from your friend's eye, from your sister's eye, your brother in the Lord, a fellow believer, you're going to see more effectively and precisely and will be way more careful and way more fruitful as you seek to remove the speck from your brother's eye if you've already removed the log from your own. So I think those are important things to keep in mind when we want to approach somebody about any sin. We want to call something to their attention that they may not see because we all have blind spots and blind sides. And so it's an important thing that we keep this active in our lives as Christians. Again, we're not trying to be the sin police or the heresy hunters, but we are trying to be effective members of one another, of the body of Christ, so that unity can rule and reign in uh, the family of God. I hope that's been helpful to you. You also mentioned a lifestyle sin. I'm not that can mean a lot of things, so I'm not sure exactly what you were referring to. And so if that's something that you want me to extrapolate on or speak more specifically, feel free to reach out again and submit another question clarifying that. Hopefully this has been helpful. Again, my name is Peter LaRufa, and I'm so glad you listened to the Ask Anything podcast this week. If you have questions, you can submit them anytime via the link on my Instagram profile in my bio, or you can look for the story to be posted usually on Mondays or Tuesdays, and you can submit questions right there. Thanks so much. Hope to see you again soon.